welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening, everybody. It is June the 28th, 2017. It's a beautiful Wednesday night here in Canada. And we're getting ready for a long weekend here in Canada. And Canada is going to be 150 years old. So I know that we are the precursor on July 1st celebrating Canada Day. Prior to all of my American friends and colleagues celebrating July the 4th. So I wish everyone a really happy and safe long weekend. So Tamara Renee is my guest tonight, and we've had some difficulties connecting, so I'm not sure if she's going to dial in. I'm hoping she does, but I've decided to go ahead with her chapter tonight because she is just a wealth of knowledge. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Tamara is a health and beauty strategist, and she has specialized in DNA science-based nutritional guidance. She has also educated herself on fasciology, aesthetics. She is a published author and a keynote speaker. She is certified in nutrition, endermology, all therapy, and Alexis Elite. She is also a practitioner of fascia blasting, and she is awaiting certification once it becomes available. She has been featured on over half a dozen news stations and radio stations nationwide. She has written several articles in industry magazines, and she's also a co-author and has joined us in the Change Book series in the second book. Tamara is gaining worldwide recognition by establishing the interconnectedness between what we eat and our overall enjoyment on a psychological level of enjoyment and success. Tamara Renee is a dynamic and engaging international speaker, and her ultimate goal is to give people the tools that they need so that they can wake up in the morning eager to embrace their day full of potential. She loves working under the supervision of a medical physician. She feels that it aids in her daily learning and maintaining her high standards of care. She is 53 years young and the living example of what she preaches. She is committed committed to helping you look and feel radiant by arming yourself with the tools that are specific to your needs and creating systems for sustainability. So I'm hoping Tamara can call in, but... I'm really taken back with her chapter and I've met her and I speak to her on a regular basis and I love that her whole branding is around health and nutrition and wellness and looking at it at a deep, deep level of science-based nutrition and your DNA. So her chapter is called Your Food Truth and it is in book two and I would like to go ahead and share that chapter with you now. Envision this, you, 
a caterpillar trudging through the dirt, dodging footsteps and curious passerby. There are hours slipping away as you continue moving forward inch by inch and finally stopping to build a cocoon shielding you from old to new. Saying goodbye to the former you as you know it. In order to break free into the newfound world, you will have to work. You'll have to work through the cocoon to emerge as that beautifully stunning butterfly. Your wings are strong and spirit even stronger. You exude confidence coupled with grace. As a human, we too have many challenges that lead us, hopefully to our rebirthing and emergence as a stronger, more confident and graceful being. This brings to question what truly comes first. Is it the dropping of the egg that generates the creation of a caterpillar? Is it the caterpillar struggle to its cocoon that defines you? Or is it the freedom from the cocoon that brings out your radiance? What is your dirt in your struggle to ultimately reach your health and body goals? I just want you to sit and ruminate on that for a minute. There's no secret that we need food as our fuel. The question would be, is food your crutch or your dirt? Do you struggle to separate emotion from your desire and or need for food? Do you find yourself hunting to quench your void, your sorrow with chocolate or wine? Stop ignoring that your immediate pleasure comes with a heavy price. Brain fog, bloating, weight gain, mood swings are all now the catalyst to your anger. You feel disgusted with yourself. In the end, what is your food truth? Are your food choices created by your emotions? Is broccoli your fuel or your poison? This is not a cookie-cutter answer. Just like your dress size, this is not a one-fits-all solution. But where do you start? How do you crack the code? Do you go with the local nutritionist or the latest fad diet? What is your method? How do you choose? Tamara believes that everyone's method is different. In order to find your starting line, there must be a foundation, a factual base to build up from. What do each of us have that is always just our own? Attitude and DNA. Let's investigate why and how you individually rather than a warehouse fad diet. Can food help you suppress habits and behaviors that may be innate to your DNA? Yes. By regulating your personal systems and blood sugar levels, you may be able to suppress the cravings, the snacking gene, the yo-yo gene, the obsessity gene, and the, metal- and the metabolic syndrome gene. Your body's constant and precise reactive response to food is always with you. You're carrying your reactive response tool everywhere. It's your undeniable truth. The utmost scientific techniques paired with your intuitive observations will pointly answer, how do I personally unlock my body's dietary code? 
Know that, without a doubt, food can cause health and confidence levels to plummet. One of my clients who comments on her decision to scientifically investigate her method through DNA states that my lack of self-esteem and overall health and weight have become all-consuming. It's taken my quality of life and I have to get it back. I've spent years dodging old friends in the aisles of stores for fear of what they might say. My confidence and self-esteem are gone. I've missed so much time from enjoying family events to playing with my kids during some of the most formidable years. Time I can never get back. I have the opportunity to break the cycle here, to scientifically define what is making my body tick and oil clock. More notably, as described in detail by of the UK newspaper, The Telegraph, you actually leave a mark on the genes that you pass down. The old adage that you got from your father is not too far off. Through research, it has been found that your bad habits will modify your genes and be passed down to future generations. There is no do-over or fresh start for the generations to come. If you adopt eating or smoking habits that will impede your health and wellness today, then there may very very well be change to your structure, a type of scar to put it simply. It's time to ask yourself the core question. What do I cry out for more in life? What is it I'm aching and deeply yearning for in order to feel this life, to live in the here and now? Why am I here but not present? Even Cinderella had to work for her fairy tale. There isn't a magical fix. That being said, there is hope on the horizon. We can talk all day in theories and analogies, floating around like a butterfly, but you cannot transform your experience in life without implementing change. How do you change? Well, you need to get the facts, the nitty-gritty, So this is where you jump into the magic of learning and information and begin your food truth journey by assessing and implementing these key factors as they relate to you. So take a minute. I'm going to just pause for a few uh, seconds here, and I'd like you all to grab a pad and a pen, and I'm going to give you a great list that Tamara has uh, eloquently described here in her chapter called Your Food Truth in book number two. So grab a drink, grab a pen, and grab a pad. I'll be right back. Okay, so here we go. Point number one. Directive diet plan, your body's innate reactive response tool. Point number two, nutritional guidelines, basic fundamentals that cannot be ignored. Point number three is action. The integration of method meets lifestyle. It's livable, maintainable, and sustainable. You will find progress using these tips. But without your specific recipe, your scientifically factual dietary needs, these are merely guidelines to help with the cravings that you have for knowledge today. 
So here's Tamron's directive diet plan. By definition, the directive diet plan is the body's reactive response tool to food. Do you find your body speaking to you in any of these specific symptoms? Dizziness, poor memory, foggy thinking, learning disorders, seizures, paranoia, arthritis, eczema, asthma, headache, sneezing, runny or stuffy nose, puffy, watery, or itchy eyes, blurred vision, earache, hearing loss, sore throat, itching on the roof of your mouth, candiatus, canker sores, sinusitis, aggressive behavior, coughing, chest pain, heart irregularities, sudden change in blood pressure, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pains or cramps, rashes, insomnia, chronic fatigue, swelling of the hands or feet, urinary frequency or urgency, vaginal itching, excessive hunger, binge eating, depression, hyperactivity, emotional instability, hypersensitivity, panic attacks, and seizures. I do believe I've got Tamara on the line, so let me see if I've got her. Tamara, are you joining us? I am joining you. Welcome. I I thought we might have had some tef- technical difficulties, so I have just been blessing the readers, and I've been reading your chapter and I'm just so taken back with your um, directive diet plan. So we're just going to jump right in because I'm so excited you're here. I know. I, you know, I, I got my timing off, but I'm here, and thank you so much. Well, it's my pleasure. And you know that ever since you and I met, we, we are each other's biggest fan, and I love all the work that you do, and I love the science-based, and I just – I really – want to talk about what you're doing now. So let's start from the beginning and because you were in book number two and just tell the listeners what drew you to Jim Britt and Jim Lutz and and why you decided to become part of this global community and write a chapter on your expertise. Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think that I've always wanted to influence people make changes in their lives by making changes in their body. That's what drives me every day. And I didn't really know how to do it on a bigger scale. I'm an entrepreneurial mind, uh, so I've got, like, all these creative ideas. I just really didn't know how to put, like, the step-by-step methodical daily task in order to achieve it. That's where I was getting stuck. And then when I found out about the change and Jim Britt and Jim Lutz came to me, and I knew who they were, there was not a moment of hesitation. First off, to get an opportunity like they have supplied me, uh, nowhere in my career have I made such a catapult forward and been so um, divinely, I guess, guided and directed. And so I really felt like it was my, the best decision that I have made in my 26 years as an entrepreneur. 
Well, and, and you know that I agree with you, and, and we attended the live event in, I can't believe it was uh, 2015. I just don't know where the time has gone. <laughs> Crazy. Well, and just the growth and, and all the different things that you're doing and all the different modalities that you're moving into. But I want you to share a little bit about your journey because we all have a story, and I know that's kind of one of the the main reasons that catapults us to be in this global community. So where did your passion or your love of health and fitness and just nutrition come from? Because I know that you've got your own personal story and I would really love it if you would share a little bit with the listeners tonight. Absolutely. You know, I really think that there is, you know, when you're, when you wake up one day and you know what your calling is and you're not always sure how to get there. So even as a younger girl, I was in my teens and I was kind of distraught. All of us were looking at different colleges and like, where do we go? And what do we do? And there was going to be like a divide off. Well, I was raised by a single mother. So I already felt like a little bit of disconnect. I didn't feel like I had all the, love and the connection with people I wanted. And then my friends, they kind of came an extended family. And here we were going to separate off and go our own separate ways. Well, that was very traumatic for me. And I started using food as my medicine. And, uh, and I kept overeating. I wouldn't, wasn't doing anything crazy like, you know, uh, throwing up or starving myself, but I was what they call binge eating. Now that's called an eating disorder. During my day, that wasn't. And it doesn't really matter either way, but one day I saw myself naked in the mirror and I just really had to digest that I was literally 18 years of age. I've got tons of longevity on both sides of my family thinking I am going to be here for so many years on this planet and I am so grossly insecure and tortured I knew that from that day forward I had to take on my own body and so I did it all out of insecurities and so when people say well you know I want to be healthy minded I had no idea even what healthy minded was I really don't even care how I help people. They can come to me for, you know, a like one inch extra roll around their mid section. If that's what torments them, fantastic. Because I know I have got the tools and the knowledge to either shift them myself or direct them for someone that they can shift to actually make them feel better, to make them thrive not only in their body and energy, but in their minds, which gives capacity for their heart to, like, rest. You know, when we are, we are so busy as a culture, and it gets so crazy for the expectations that are on us these days that sometimes we don't even know what's going on, what we're currently presently doing. We are so far off into our next steps that we miss the morsels and the gems in the moment. And when I got control over my eating patterns and started feeding my body in a nutritious way, I was just flabbergasted on how much I was enjoying my moments, my interactions with people. I wasn't trying to 
hurry them through and get past them. And, um, oh, I just want to get home. And I just want to, I didn't have any of that. I started noticing the colors more, the fresh air more. I started really connecting with more human beings. And it gave me back uh, a whole new appreciation to what life was going to be like for me for the rest of my life. And no matter what happened to me, I was not going to ever give that up again. So over my course, yes, I released 70 pounds, 68 pounds, but it's not even about those. It's much bigger than what it gave me. And, Deb, it gave me not only the more compassion to help others, but it gave me the personal experience. So I don't have to sit across the room as a skinny girl not really liking food very much and go, you should really do this. All of my direction has come from me working through my own self. I've gone through the trenches. I understand the highs and lows. I understand a lifestyle, a journey. And I'm much more, um, I would say, capable of really transferring, transforming people's lives due to it. So grateful. Well, and I think there's nothing better than being a coach, regardless of what your specialty is, when you can be 100% authentic and relatable. And I, I want to just talk about and, and kind of move into the whole emotional eating sector because I find it gets, it gets a lot of attention and it's really very similar to what you talked about. An eating disorder can be on either side of the, of the scale, if you will, but it's a maladaptive behavior and people will use that comfort food to overeat or binge eat whatever they may choose to reduce anxiety but it lands up being dysfunctional and non-productive so what are some of the strategies aside from what you've done for yourself which is phenomenal and you look phenomenal but you've adapted you. it as a as a lifestyle so how, if someone comes to you with one of these difficulties, and I know that you have coaching clients, and I know that you work with groups of women, where, where do you start? And I know I was, I was reading from your chapter about some of your plan, but I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Just where are you able to just calm these women, both mind, body, soul, to just let them know that starting is the hardest step? But then where do you take them from there? Well, I guess I first want them to know to never give up on themselves. Never. You are the most important thing in your life. And if, if something does not work, you just check that box and say that did not work. You do not give up searching. Your path is out there. Your person is out there. Your timing will work out. So first and foremost, now if you think about what I have done from since I wrote that change number two chapter compared to what I do now, it's constantly evolving. I have to stay up on the science around food and how all of our um, – all of our technology around foods affecting someone. Then I, I only believe in personalization to almost anything and everything I do. 
I call myself a beauty and health strategist, and I don't, I don't make women feel bad about wanting to be beautiful. I just let them know that I can help them be more beautiful by making them more healthier. And I try to assess where it is that they are getting most tripped up by. Where does, and then where does that start? So, for an example, I used to only use food as my methodology to try to coach people around. Now I use tools and technology and new methods. One of my newest finds, I've been using it for almost two years now, is called a fascia blaster. It is something you can do in your home just like you going shopping and you making your food for yourself. People do come to me live for treatments, but the tool was made for home use. What I have learned through the years is that you can get your body to a certain size, a certain fat level that the scales show or the readers show, right? We do have these other things by remnants of emotions or behaviors that stay in our body that maybe still give us limited range of motion, maybe give us some bumpy, unsightly cellulited skin, maybe give us pain in our body. And though even though we are the right shape, the right size, the right fat levels that are healthy for us, there can be other things going on with our system. If you try to look at like, how can I help my body just be the healthiest? Right? We know that no matter what you bring in as far as what's on the end of your fork, if you can't get adequate amount of sleep, it really doesn't matter. Sleep is when we recover. And fascia blasting works with connective tissue, which is kind of like our hair on our head, but it's under our skin. And it gets all bound up and in knots, just like our hair does. And there's tools that you can use called a fascia blaster is one great tool to kind of straighten that out. And what happens from that is your body not only starts looking smoother, which is great, right? We used to think that cellulite was genetics. Now we've learned from a medical study, so it's proven now that it's not a genetics. But the most important thing to understand about cellulite It is a restriction of blood flow and oxygen to an area. So not only does that show up as not looking very good, but that's also where a lot of itises come from. That's also where a lot of digestive issues come from. That's also where a lot of mood disorders or migraine headaches or such pain in our body that we can't really identify why where it comes from, and it's all from an inability to move oxygen and blood supply to that area. So I like to pair things. My strength is when I'm working with a woman or a group of women, I find out what it is that they don't feel good in their body, what it is that they don't like the looks of, and I assess them just like a mad scientist. I can't help myself to find out where the starting point is 
Like, for an example, if a client comes to me and they have got, like, bloating in their belly and then they've got cellulite on the back of their legs, I start fishing around, how are their knees moving? How are their ankles feeling? How is the muscles up and down their spine working? Right? Is it cutting off blood supply and nerve activities to these areas? And then I try to teach them about their bodies. And I try to teach a lot of them, like, gosh, you know, a lot of expensive treatments out there really wouldn't really work long-term for you because it's a biomechanical issue. And then you need to get your diet in order for so that whatever we do, your body is able to maintain. Because there's a lot of people that will put in a lot of hard work, but it's really nice if we've got a platform to be able to spring from to give us a head start. But we know we've got the knowledge and we've got the protocols for our own individual system so that we can sustain the blood, sweat, and tears, which happens to be, you know, motivation, which happens to be dedication, which happens to be discipline, which happens to be money, um, and time, which are such precious um, resources that we know that it's going to compile, it's going to add up and make a difference that we can sustain it long term. And the healthier I make your body from whatever tools I'm recommending for you, the prettier you get, which means also the happier you get. You get better blood supply to the brain. You get better oxytocin and dopamines and um, um, good feeling hormones releasing through your system. Your body can then actually recover, repair, and relax at such high levels that you may not have ever even known was able was available to your body. But it's not a one-size-fits-all. But people don't think you can coach from, uh, from FaceTime calls. You can coach from a Skype call. If I can see your body and I can make more understanding of your health history and what your ideal goals are, I can coach you in a team. I can coach you in an individual you know, one thing, the team just kind of gives you more insights about how someone's completely different than you. So it's fascinating trying to see, like, how you compare to someone. You can really understand the color of black if you understand the color of white next to it. Now, if we bring in gray, you're like, oh, there's variables. And then people don't feel so stuck, like, no wonder this diet or this way of stretching or this way of drinking water was not successful for me in the past. And it was successful for my girlfriend, Sue, or my neighbor, Barbara. You know, I do work with men as well, but I don't advertise to men. You know, my I believe that women have to go through so much more, bring hormonal changes and producing and making babies and, peri- and menopause and perimenopause, all those things that I just am so drawn to help my fellow sister not feel out of control with her body and to give her back her methods, her tools. And then 
to never shut down paying attention to how her body's responding negative to something. Like don't tune out ever information. And then you just figure out what that new information is telling her. You, you are like the Google of health information. It's like I pull the string on your back and I just let you go. And I'm sitting there going, you go, girl. And, and then, I, and then I, I want know. you to talk about something else and you bring it. You know, you brought up some really key points. And, and I've shared with you, I mean, since we met, um, I've really got my health back on track and I've lost 41 pounds and I'm now in my 50s. I've joined you and I'm in the best shape of my life, like more so than when I was 25, 30, 35. But you made some really key points and I want to talk about inflammation because you said you may notice bloating or they may talk about cellulite but you're taking it to a deeper level or getting to the source or what we call in the medical world you're looking for the etiology and and inflammation comes from chemicals in the body that are released into the blood and affect all these different tissues that you were just talking about so when something is you know swollen or inflamed or sometimes there's chemicals yeah. that can leak into the tissues and, and do other things. So I love that you encompass a holistic view of the body. So if a woman comes in with cellulite in her thighs, yes, you're going to address that as a strategist. And I love that title because that's totally embracing who you are. But you're going to look at everything going on with that system. What's going on with circulation? What's going on with lymphatics? And then you're going to tie in emotional and cognitive. So you do much more than than other health strategies out there. And I know, like you say, you lay the foundation of eating, but you don't get tagged or caught up on the word diet because really dieting is just a yo-yo strategy and and it never has an outcome of what people want because it's it's a quick fix and you're not instilling that as you talk about that foundation or that lifestyle that's important and and even though three weeks is the ideal time for a habit I think it's six weeks and I wanted to ask you when you're introducing new strategies and different modalities whether it be exercise or one of the modalities that you offer in your clinic or part of your food, what do you think is a timeline to successfully set your clients up on and that you know they're going to be successful with? Hmm. That is a very funny question, and this is why. So I used to, when I first started doing groups, by the way, I was petrified And my client says to me, you have to come to my exercise studio and you have to help my ladies. Like, you have immensely helped me. They need help. And so my first group of ladies were 38 women. And I ended up doing the whole franchises all the way up from San Diego all the way up to Brentwood in Los Angeles, California, and all of them. And I was doing five-week series. Okay, so I did this probably, I, I, I don't know, 40 different times, five-week series. And then I started noticing, really, at five weeks, somehow 
there's a little sabotage, I think, that happens after 10 days of doing really well. So a program has to be longer than that where they've got accountability. And then at week five, they start sabotaging themselves or testing their limits is what I call it. And so I really think it's got to be a six to an eight-week program. Now, that said, I'm going to throw a loop, okay? Remember how I said I really love to do personalization? And that's really my strength, right? So even talking about habits, if we're talking about a habit of a dietary intake, for a person that I've ran her DNA and I know that she's supposed to be on a low-fat diet, I almost can get her to adhere to those changes within a couple of weeks because they do not release as much hormones in their body from food, from the scent of food, from most all um, emotions, So they're able to keep their blood sugar level and their stress hormones much more intact than other metabolism types, right, that are more sensitive to the smell of sugar, the smell of fat. They're also the least likely to ever overeat. I know I can change them. If we're talking about diet alone, I can change them and have them stick with those habits because they just always kind of are looking to feel good and it's not easy for them to overeat or overdo. So that's where I tell someone when I see that they're not that metabolism type, I tell them, hey, listen, you tend to be the hardest one to change because you're so steered by the sugar molecule size. And if you're you get even a smell of a sugar, it's going to influence you and change the chemistry in your body so much more. Now, if you eat incorrectly, it's going to attract that inflammation at such great levels in which you have the propensity to eat incorrectly. So then I get to teach them all about that and about connective tissue and you know how in different ways and modalities to remove that. And sometimes people walk in my door and I say, you know, I can't really tell with you. Like even after I've ran their DNA and I see how they should eat, I'm under understanding how their body alignment and posture and um, inefficiencies start. And I just say, you know, gosh, we can try to work a couple weeks together if you don't mind spending that money and trying me and I'll let you know as I go. Or, you know, I could try to, you know, refer you out to someone and something different maybe. And so I just try to stay honest and I try to let people know what is realistic for them. And when I don't know, I just speak my truth. I just speak it. You know, no one's no one's a be-all, end-all, Deb. You know that. We... We, as people that are just so passionate about contributing to other human beings, there's not a one-size-fits-all. There is a generalization that we can say across the board for every category. 
but it's my duty to try to identify how I can help them even more than the masses, easier for them to have their path and methods and to follow them. But back to your point, yes, you know, generally speaking, it really is, I believe, a six to an eight week for the masses. And if you know that, then you can't really get frustrated. Then you know that. And, you know, to understand that it's not easy for most people. There are some people that, yes, genetically have been blessed that do have it easier, maybe in this realm, but maybe they have it harder in, like, finding the career they love or finding their right mate or feeling just loved. Who knows, right? But we, we, we're on this earth together, and we all have our things, and we just put one foot in, in front of the other. Every day we get out of bed, we put our big girl pants on, and we do our best. And why? Because we as individuals deserve it. We deserve it. Even when we feel we look in the mirror and we don't, it's up to us to say, that's a load of story that I'm telling myself that is not true. Because I can line up a thousand reasons why I do deserve it. And then that's what you get on your bandwagon. And you start reminding yourself of all your qualities and all the things that you do every single day that is absolutely special and superb. You you brought up a really valid point there. There's, I think, the foundation of, of all the difficulties human beings have and kind of association with food is that cognitive emotional piece and it's not a template or a cookie cutter response or recommendation or strategy to put a plan in place and I'm I'm happy to hear that sometimes you don't know what to do for people or you say you know let's work for a couple of weeks or maybe I'm not the person you need so that just you know to me just just exudes integrity of the work that you do, which I know that's how you run your business and your practice and your clinic. And I just, I'm hoping people that listen to this that may have that struggle. And I don't even like the term emotional eater because I'm not a fan of labels. And I think if someone has the courage to say, you know, I am an emotional eater or when I'm upset, I go for the bag of chips or the ice cream. I think that that takes a lot of emotional grit. I think it takes a lot of tenacity and honesty. And you know what? Like you said, we are not perfect. Every day we get up and it's a clean slate and we have to do the best we can and put one foot in front of the other. And it's being okay when you do fall off the wagon because it's hard to eat good all the time. I mean, I'll be the first one to say I'm a healthy eater. I try and work out every day, but every once in a while, do I want a treat? Absolutely. But I don't make it a treat day or a treat hour or whatever it may be. I just have whatever I want to have and I don't, associate any emotion with it I don't allow myself to feel guilt and I think that's something I'd love for you to just talk about for a minute because I know people say oh Saturday's my treat day or you know I work out Monday to Friday and then I take the weekend off and on Saturday and Sunday I eat whatever 
I want. I'm okay with that. But if the premise is you're going to work hard from Monday to Friday and then you're going to disassociate on the weekend, it's going to, you know, take away from all the hard work you've put in for the week. So just talk about that back and forth relationship because I know I see a lot of that in my coaching practice and I'd love to hear the exposure you have and how you kind of give recommendations and strategies to your clients. Oh, Deb, I'm so glad you asked me. Just remember when I started this interview and I was talking about stay open, right? Find your way. Never give up. So many times in my practice, I'm learning every day just like new things. Like I used to tell my clients, eat soy. Now I'm like, run for the hills. I used to say never do intermittent fasting. Now I'm doing suggested intermittent fasting. And then what that is is different for all different metabolism types, different DNA metabolism types need different things to do intermittent fasting. They need different time frames. They need um, different sugar molecule size. They different new fat levels and so on. So, I, but I used to never say fasting was good for you, right? Now, did I ever say that, that uh, you know, having that, that free day? No, I used to call it a free meal. But now when I'm understanding more technology that has come out, it's my belief system. If you're doing one day a week that you're bringing on around 400 more to 600 more calories, depending on your body size, right? Either like me or Shaquille O'Neal are going to have different requirements. You know, it's like um, it, it gives the body a chance to feel soothed and calm in order to stay in a fat burning zone. Now that would not be what I would tell someone that has a metabolism type that should be on a low fat diet because their body does not do well with swings. They do well with a little bit of food, with consistency, never overdoing it, eating calories by the end of the day. So, like I said, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but I do believe that there is some value to that. Now, would I say that should be a hostess Twinkie, right? Probably not. I'm going to still tell you, you can bring in more fat. You can bring in more sugar, but whatever you do, if you can make it the highest quality possible, that would be great. So if you could bring it, go down to the fresh bakery and you can get a big old piece of cake that's got real sugar, real butter, real flour versus a Twinkie with all those preservatives that your body does not even know how to identify. So all it has to do with the excess sugar that you brought in, not the chemicals, it's going to far less swing out of balance than it would if you brought in the, the sugars with the, with the chemicals. So quality to me is everything. No, that's not always going to be. You might be like, gosh, you know, I just need that McDonald's cheeseburger. I do so good all week. I'm going to tell you, do it. If that is your vice, you need to stay focused all week. Go have that McDonald's cheeseburger. But I will educate you why clean, right? Then on the second fold to that, to this, I remember I had a client come in. That's not true. I see this couple at the gym. I know the couple. I've known him forever. He gets married. 
he's naturally skinny. He's not very food driven. She struggles with weight. They're constantly arguing. You're really going to eat that bar before you go work out. We're going to work out right here. You know, isn't that going to stick in your stomach? Really? You want to go eat now? We just finished working out like, and so they were constant bickering out in public. Now I'm socially connected with them. So I would see this quite often. I finally one day at the gym said, please, can you guys come in my door and pay me as a professional? Because I really think I've got some insights that can shed some light. So they come in. I talk him into running their DNA. when so hard to run his because he's like, I don't have a weight problem. I don't have a food problem. And I just begged him for his wife, if, if he could do that for her, that 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 would be such a relevation, I think, for the two of them and for their relationship. We give, I get back their DNA. I show for her, she needs a high-fat diet. She needs to eat, like, bigger meals, right? He needs a low-fat diet. He's at the very opposite extreme of the spectrum. He hardly needs any fat. He needs only tiny little bits of protein, not a ton of each meal, never to have fat and protein almost together in one meal. She gets, she gets like almost a healthy Atkins diet. So can you see the contrast? They're, and they were making each other wrong, but all it was was one diet was right for one and not for the other. So how can you go through life and think, if one thing makes you feel terrible, don't eat it. No matter how many people tell you it's good for you. I had a client that was 50, no, I think she was 63 when she started with me. And I took, I worked with her until she was 67. And I took a ton of weight off her and got her to like shrunk all down and everything else. And then she's like, you know, I'm like, can you please go get a food allergy test done? There's something still we're missing. She's like, Tamara, I live a clean diet. Like, come on, I have done so much changing for you. What else am I going to give up? And I'm like, Jude, look, you were so in the tank with your emotions and your cognitive behavior that you could not even think clear. Now, this is a girl with a double master's. So she was like, okay, finally, I told her, I still see distension in your belly. She's like, I'm 60. This time she was like 66 or something. I'm 66. And I'm like, a 66-year-old belly of fat is squishy. It's not distended. You have bloat. And if you are being honest with your logs to me, I'm missing something. It ended up being she was allergic to broccoli. Broccoli. Something that all of us think it's so healthy for each individual on this planet. Right? So it's putting all this inflammation in her body. It's making all this distension because it's not digesting. And that's the only little tweak we had to make. It made all of her, de- her belly go down. So the idea is our body is meant to, to give us signals. It's meant to communicate with you. So if you're getting gas, if you're getting bloating, you're getting any of that list of stuff that you were saying, it's a way of communicating that you're out of balance, that what you're doing is not working. If you have pain in your joints, if you have got cellulite or thick ankles that aren't rotating, if you have got a stiff back or these migraine headaches or this lump where are the top of your back, like looking like you're getting a little camel's hump, 
that is a connective tissue disorder. You, we've got to address that. Your body is crying out for circulation and blood and mobility. So looking into things like eating a clean diet, and there's so many clean. It does not have to be a DNA. DNA just happens to be the best science that I know that's out there, but I can direct someone with never getting their DNA done. So don't feel like anyone that's listening to this, do not feel like that is the be-all, end-all. You can listen to your body and pay attention. If you're good at self-reflection and analyzing, And if you're not, well, then find someone that's like Deb and myself that we can coach you through. If you've got pains in your body, if you've got tissue that's being restricted in your body, it's crying out for tools like fascia blaster. I don't make a dime if you go and buy a fascia blaster. The woman that that created that tool, I do more tools in my practice. If you come see me, I've got more tools. But that Fascia Blaster, you can go buy for $89 on FascialBlaster.com, which has nothing to do with TamaraRenee.com. And you can find ways to help your body feel better, perform better, look better. You start bringing in common things like getting enough sleep, like drinking all of your water, like trying to eat as many green vegetables as you can possibly eat. And seeing, do they digest well? Do I need more cooked versus raw? Not what people are telling me. How does my body work? Does it feel better with raw during the summers? Raw vegetables make me bloat too much. My stomach enzymes aren't strong enough right now. Maybe cooked makes me feel more smooth. Go with cooked. Do I do well with grass-fed beef? Or does that make me feel weighed down? Do I feel like if I have an avocado and with my my morning juice that I feel satiated, satisfied, I have clear mind, even energy? Or do I feel like, gosh, it may kind of weigh me down. I just want some carrot juice and some beet juice, right? It's like, it's like kind of knowing the signals to kind of watch for. And that's where, you know, you come in like with you and I, that we can help them uncover them. You know, but we're not the be-all, end-all, too. There's so many other areas out there. You just find them for yourselves. You're worth it. Life is worth it. Life can be oh, absolutely, It is. And, you know, you, I, I want to just touch on one of the points you said. Clean eating can be so deceptive, and, and yet it's a simple concept. Clean eating means what you said, eating whole foods, real foods, foods that are unminimally processed, refined, handled. You want to eat them as close to their natural form as possible. And you can have a fast food diet by eating foods like we're talking about and not leaning towards the fast foods or the drive-throughs. So we have a couple of minutes left. So tell us what's on your plate for the rest of 2017 and tell the listeners your website and how to get a hold of you and, and just what are you up to? Okay. Well, first off, I think you should get a pen and a paper because you got to get the website. <laughs> so it's Tamara Renee global.com that's t-a-m-a-r-a-r-e-n-e-e global.com and my phone number direct line 858-864-9333 and I would say my rest of my year is trying to team up with more people 
that can help unravel the biomechanical and and um, issues in their body as well as the nutritional deficiencies and so make it more encompassing of a practice underneath my roof. So that's my 2017 goal. And honestly, I, um, you know, I think that I have got myself like a very uh, decent body for a 54-year-old. And every day I'm even making it better. I'm so happy. It's like you never think, you think, you, you know, at a certain age you just kind of give up. And that, you know, you can't get better. But I am proving that wrong every single day. And uh, if I can encourage any of you just to take your bodies and your life and your well-being on, you will just enjoy yourself so much more. And, you know, women, women were supposed to be lovers. We're givers. That's our natural state, right? Nurturers. If we learn to give ourselves what we need, we've got so much more capacity to give to our spouses, to give to our children, to give to our neighbors, to give to all the other people in need. Well, I I don't even know what to say after that because that's just, eloquent and that's who you are um i think your body is more than okay for a 54 year old and i'm catching up to you so i'm coming i'm so excited i'm so proud of you so proud and we just have a minute left but i wanted to let you know that i think the work that you're doing is trailblazing and just keep shining your light and I just had surgery uh, May the 15th, and I just had my six-week checkup on Monday, and the surgeon was blown away at how well I'm doing, and it's everything we've talked about. And the first two weeks post-surgery, I did four hours of healing meditation a day, and I visualized myself back eating, back moving, and it's been the premise to my recovery, and I now have full clearance to go back to the gym, so there's my report card for you tonight and pass, pass that along to Stacy. Cause I know that uh, you guys were rooting for me and praying, praying for Absolutely. me and sending me healing vibes. So my friend, lovely to talk with you and get caught up and uh, I will send you the interview and just keep doing the wonderful work that you're doing. And I, I look forward to our next reunion, wherever it may be in this, in this wonderful global community that we belong to. Yes. And that a new adventure together would be well received. Absolutely. Well, you take care and thanks for spending the last hour with me and, and sharing your expertise and uh, look forward to keeping in touch as always. Thank you. Bye. Deb. Take care. Bye. So just a great uh, interview with Tamara Renee from book two, and I will be back live with you tomorrow night for a special treat. I am back live on the air with David Hevener. He is back in Hollywood, and we are going to interview him for an hour tomorrow night. So join me tomorrow night, June the 29th, 2017, with David Hevener. Thank you for spending the last hour with me on the Changebook Radio Show. And this is your host, Deb Crow, and we'll see you back here again. Good night.